1: Warning, this episode contains foul language and a few shrieks. We also discuss death, dementia, and Alzheimer's.
0: to keep it weird the podcast for all things strange unusual left-brained right-brained self-similar mysterious sticky wrinkly and everything in between each week we sit down together from across the country and we talk about something weird and last week we finally brought on our very first guest of the season the wonderful and incredibly smart rachel fuller We started our series on biology and asked some of the burning questions we have been needing answered. We learned that jellyfish cannot be trusted, that our ears are little complex body parts making us cringe, and that having a dominant hand is cool for humans, but super dope for the octopus. Today, we dive back into biology chat with more interesting questions and crazy answers about the living organisms of this world. Last week's episode was so dang good. So, if you haven't listened yet, you need to go back and listen ASAP. We had a blast and we learned so, so much. But this week's episode is something truly special. I'm so excited for you guys to get sciencey with us again. My name is Lauren, and I am joined on this episode by my beautiful co host, Ashley, and once again, joined by our way cool biology queen, Rachel. But first, before we play the episode, I want to let all of you weirdos know that our very own Ashley is going to be heading to Lemp Mansion very, very soon to do some investigating with our dear friend Mel. And for anyone who doesn't know, Lemp Mansion is located in St. Louis, Missouri, and has a very dark past. If you have any juicy stories surrounding Lent Mansion and all of its creepiness, please give us the deets right into us pretty, pretty please. You can shoot us an email, if you like, at keepitweirdpodcast at gmail.com or DM us over on our Instagram. We are constantly checking that inbox. That is at keepitweirdcast on Instagram. So shoot us a message. Let us know if you've been over to Lemp Mansion. If you have any stories, let us know. We're so excited that Ashley is getting to do this investigation and hope the findings are extra spooky. Also, one last thing. Don't forget, if you just can't get enough of us, you can join that Patreon page of ours. Becoming a patron of our show means you get extra goodies like bonus episodes and our monthly newsletter that we are so very proud of. We love, love, love bringing you all sorts of content as a thank you for following along with us on this weird journey. So come and join the Patreon party. Your donations to the page will go to our show. So that's really awesome. We want our show to be the best it can be. So we appreciate any of the support we can get. To learn more, visit www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. And thank you to all of our current loyal and lovely patrons. We are nothing without you. We truly mean that. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to shut my mouth now. I've been going on for way too long, but you're going to hear my voice again in just a minute when we play this episode, so sorry about it. Enjoy Biology Part 2 with special guest Rachel Fuller.
1: We are back with another list of burning hot questions that we need answers to, and I've got a fever, and the only prescription is more biology oh. um, once again we are joined by the sweetest funniest angel out of the windy city rachel fuller oh my god Hello. thank you <laughs> the pitch of your first like oh my god i thought it was going to be remember an entourage the oh yeah that's what i thought oh, you were gonna do <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah i um, hate how much i love that show I know. Isn't it like against everything you believe in? Yes. Yeah. Everything.
0: And Adrian Grenier
1: is not the best not actor. Great. But boy, will He's I follow him
0: into the actor. smoke. I love him.
2: Look at those I, eyes, though. How can you take I, your eyes off of what them? What a beauty. You drive Me Crazy with Melissa <gasps> thank Boy. Thank you oh for boy. knowing that movie.
0: I just oh, told yeah. one of my friends about it the other day, and I said it's one of my classic rom-coms that I will love forever. And she said, what? I, I, I've i never heard of that. And I almost Melissa fainted. Melissa Joan Hart. So thank you. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes the popular girl with like the like pothead outcast it's a tale as old as time y'all it's great
2: beauty and the bees. i don't know if
0: you guys
1: remember beauty and the beast <laughs> beauty and... at the end of that movie not only are they hooking up but their parents are hooking up too Oh, yes. which is super not creepy at all i know
2: i don't I think i've actually think seen that.
1: it oh you haven't oh. Rachel. You are a betrayal.
2: <laughs> you're, actually, you're being a real
1: jellyfish right now.
0: Oh, you're don't you dare. Don't <laughs> you dare. Don't
1: you dare call me a jellyfish. <laughs> you will never
0: call me a jellyfish. Um, Queen no. Latifah was killed by a jellyfish. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you?
1: Rachel, um, you don't need to see it.
0: It's okay. It's, it's not worth seeing for sure. It's
1: not good. I think it's it came my out when we were... Movie. In junior high, right? Like, junior high, high school? I think so. I I remember seeing it around the same time that, like, I saw She's All That.
0: Yep. It's right around that time, but it didn't get quite the reputation that some of those got. It fell behind. Mm -hmm.
2: I I, want to have, like, a good excuse for why I didn't see it, but I think maybe just, like, it possibly was not part of, like, the three movies playing at the varsity. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> As I said, I had close friends who hadn't seen it, so like you are not alone. I love that movie for zero reason and you're forgiven. Well
2: Britney Spears was on the soundtrack, so <gasps> True and she she was part of the music video. That's how I knew about it. It was because yep. it drive me crazy. Yep.
0: It was the soundtrack for the movie, which is funny. I think it might only be in the credits. It's like not even a big part of the uh, yeah, movie. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah 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 yeah. lauren wasn't Allie larder in that too
0: yes she She was was adrian grenier's Grenier's, like artistic girlfriend who he just couldn't connect with anymore you know they
1: were just Mm -hmm. they were going that happens that happens so
0: hard when a woman has an opinion you know honestly, she was a super feminist and you like now watching it at, at the age that I am, which hilariously enough, I did watch it two weeks ago. Nobody judged me. And I was like, I am so on her side. She was like going to feminist rallies and going to these awesome concerts of like female only bands. And he was like, no, nah, I got to go to the pep rally with my new cheerleader friend. And I was like, oh, no, she was Ooh, in the right.
2: Some of those for pep rallies.
1: <laughs> Seriously, some of those old rom-com uh, some rom-coms today but especially the ones from our area that we grew up with i mean think about like she's all that where it was like rachel mm-hmm. lee cook who is a fucking knockout and it's like we we'll take off her glasses because mm-hmm. this fucking dog can't get a Isn't date to save her life all that was wrong was her glasses <laughs> like, oh she's hot what? wait she they put lip gloss on her and took off her glasses and they were like hold on
0: i know that walk down the stairs it's her. like Yes. She's the same.
1: Swing, swing. Uh, this isn't what we're here to talk about. Nope. But I mean,
2: Christian rock music. Who is it? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> this week, I'm starting us off uh, with one of my all-time favorite topics. It's something I've always been fascinated by but never really researched because I literally didn't know the name for it. Um but the question is is why do so many elements of our bodies our human bodies mimic elements of nature oh. so for example, why our veins are shaped similar to lightning, or oh. our bronchial tubes in our lungs look just like tree roots, or our mm-hmm. eyes look like nebulas in space, and the list goes on and on and on and right. One of the crazier ones to me is that the firing of the neurons in our brains look exactly like the map of the known universe. Oh, wow. The neural networks of a brain cell look exactly like the distribution of dark matter in the universe. And... A study conducted by Dmitry Kriokov at the University of California showed that even the space-time units, as the history of the universe progressed, if you, if you took it all and sped it up and looked at it, the interactions between matter and galaxies looks just like the interactions that comprise neural networks in the human brain. What? Excuse me? Now, for years, every time I asked about this, I... I All I could find was that it's just a matter of fractal geometry, that patterns in nature repeat themselves, et cetera. Now, that is true. What's true about that is that all of these patterns are natural patterns we do see in the world, and they're usually repeating, sometimes infinitely. For example, if you look at the veins of a leaf, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, look just like the lines in your hands... You mm-hmm. know, there's like a main vein that splits off into smaller veins that splits off into smaller veins that splits off into smaller veins, and so on and so forth forever and ever.
2: Arterials.
1: What is it? Arterials.
2: All arterials. Those are the small little, uh,
1: little tiny veins.
2: It, yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, oh. capillaries of big, are microscopic. Big veins?
1: No, that's yeah. No. So when you look into these things further, you find even more similarities than just the way that they look. For example, in 2011, Syed Hadi Anjamrooz of the Kerman University of Medical Sciences, along with some other Iranian medical scientists, published an article in the International Journal of the Physical Sciences on the similarities between cells and the universe. And they explain that a black hole resembles a cell nucleus and a black hole's event horizon, uh, which is sort of the point of no return where the gravitational pull will suck objects into the black hole, mm-hmm. also resembles and acts similarly to the nuclear membrane. Oh, Holy goodness.
0: shit. That is insane.
1: It's it's absolutely insane. The event horizon is Double layered, as is the nuclear membrane. Okay. And much like the event horizon, which prevents anything that enters from leaving, the nuclear membrane separates cell fluids, prevents the mixing of them, and regulates the exchange of matter between the inside and outside of the nucleus. And black holes and living cells also both emit pockets of electromagnetic radiation.
0: Excuse you. Stop. We are the universe. Stop it. We, we are the universe. That's kind of the, the, the point universe. of this
1: whole thing. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Chris- so excited. <laughs> Christoph Koch, who is a leading researcher on consciousness and the human brain, is the man who initially said that the brain is the most complex object in the known universe. So based on just that, that statement scientists then looked at the human brain compared to the known universe and a pair of scientists got together an astrophysicist named franco vaza and a neuroscientist named alberto filetti and they decided to compare the complexity of galaxy networks and neural networks and guess brickin what you bet your sweet ass! Not only were they similar, but the structures inside of them were similar as well, I and the only difference know.
0: is size. No. What? I'm speechless. What is life? What is the universe? What are we? Is there a god? Are we ruled by Satan? Uh, I, I. have god? so many questions. Am, Am I, I, a I god? Jesus? I don't. I don't know.
2: We are our own form of consciousness, though. Our brain yeah. is the. Oh yeah. What is that? Not the. It's so. I have to hide under my shirt because it's yeah. fucking wild. It makes my
1: arms, my eyes are going crossed
2: and yeah, my I, hair's standing on end like I'm it's insane. I'm
1: biting
0: on the top of my shirt right now. I'm like <laughs> drooling because I don't know what to do.
1: So <laughs> this is crazy. Are you ready? No. I don't know. The total number of neurons in the human brain falls in the exact same ballpark as the number of galaxies in the observable universe. Fuck off. <laughs> you 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 go to hell ma'am <laughs> I, you s- swim with the jellyfish
0: <laughs> the fuck off was not to you it was to science as a whole yeah <laughs> for sure
1: my to mind
2: the universe my mind has been blown fuck your science i don't believe <laughs> fuck, in science fuck you, your science
1: this is how it happens this is step number 1 where people go like i don't believe in science well, I can't believe in it.
2: It's too much. It's too much. Science killed my mother. <laughs> Science killed my mother.
1: Science drugged my best friend at a party. <laughs> okay so oh my god uh, okay (laughs) now you have to start questioning are these similarities just math just the human tendency to perceive meaningful patterns in meaningless data and the answer seems to be no because statistical analysis shows that these systems alone do indeed seem to be strikingly similar and to prove it they base the pattern on the galaxies on other fractal like systems like branches and trees and the pattern in clouds no match and also take into account that they they didn't they did not just study the shapes of things but the behaviors of them as well and behaviors aren't fractal okay so what does this mean our bodies and the processes within specifically those dealing with our brain activity mimic our universe and just like we said earlier it could mean that we are simply tiny walking universes all on our own
2: oh my god that makes me feel so much better about myself right <laughs> this <laughs> right? makes
1: me think like the connected consciousness
0: thing is absolutely true right sure. that we are yeah. just all the universe well, together
1: and and some ways that a lot of woo-woo people put it is that we are the univ- a manifestation of the universe experiencing life for itself.
2: Wow. Uh You want to talk about what? woo-woo people. I've got some stories of woo-woo that will blow your fucking mind.
1: Okay, well, we're going to have to save time for yes. some woo-woo
2: <laughs> stories. Yes. We're going to have to have a little woo-woo.
0: pocket for that because we are huge fans.
2: Anyway, sorry, back to what you were yeah, saying. I didn't mean to side it. notice.
1: So, yes, it could, It means that we're all tiny universes walking around, but also it could mean that we live in the brain of a massive being. And I'm so sorry that I said that.
0: You just ruined so my sorry. entire day because if I have to think about that, I am just this small part of like a giant monster walking <laughs> around Jolly Green Giant style. I can't. I can't go on anymore. I can't enjoy myself.
1: Yeah, it's rough.
0: It's rough. Oh. It's a rough,
1: rough thought. How
0: I'm imagining not is a good that being. monster though? Yeah. Why did Why did they have to be mean? I know. Lauren? No, that's what I'm saying. Is you're exactly right. Like it, it could be a totally normal being, but in my head, it went to just like this grunting. I'm almost thinking of what is that? Oh God, what is that Disney movie? He's the video game guy. He's huge, and he goes, "I'm going to wreck, wreck it, wreck it, Ralph. Ralph." That's who I imagined. I'm so. a racket.
1: Oh, you imagine that the Wreck-It the Ralph breaks the internet when all the millions of Ralphs create a giant Ralph. Yes.
0: And I thought of yeah. that. And I was like, we okay. are just a tiny piece of giant Ralph ruining a town. Okay. Anyway, continue.
1: Okay. Well.
0: <laughs> I have problems. We already know.
1: This also, this idea also makes me think of that facebook post um i don't know if you remember it's from our facebook group someone and i'm so sorry i don't remember to ask the question what if global warming pandemics plagues and natural disasters were the planet's way of trying to rid it of a virus the oh, virus yes. being yep, yep, yep. us
0: oh shit yes. this That's totally fits theory. in with that yeah it,
1: and it's it's not really a a question anymore of whether or not we are killing the planet. We are. Yeah. And when you think about what our bodies do when we're trying to kill off a virus, it attacks it. Mm-hmm. It um raises the temperature and attempt to kill the bacteria and the viruses yeah. inside the of it. It sends, yeah, it sends white blood cells to the infected cells to kill it. The lymph nodes swell to filter the infection. And if you look at the earth itself, we've now discovered that fungi send Electrical signals to one another through their mm-hmm. hyphae,
2: yes, and
1: those electrical patterns are awfully similar to the patterns of human speech. Yeah. And collectively, these hyphae are known as mycelium, mycelium, which you are more likely to have heard of. I yeah, heard of so it's usually invisible to the human eye, but it permeates nearly all land masses on Earth. A single inch of soil can contain more than eight miles of mycelial cells. And when you map it out, guess what it looks like? It looks like our damn brain.
2: It, it, it's wild. It's, sorry, I, I could keep yelling. <laughs> it's it's, I it's it. so cool. It's so This is crazy.
0: Cool. This is like
2: the best information I've ever heard.
1: Have you seen it's... Fantastic Fungi? Yeah. Uh Yes.
2: Wild, so, yes.
1: Was that Netflix or was that Disney? Uh Netflix, Netflix. Literally. Fantastic fungi. Yeah, I had to watch it myself because Joe gets so freaked out by fung- fungi that oh, really? he w- he would yeah he wouldn't watch it. He's so freaked out by it. Which, like, you know, I get it. It's a it's yeah, a kind of an interesting fun creature. <laughs> yes, but finally. I did want to say, you know, when a star goes supernova, it creates almost every element of the periodic table, including all of the elements that make up the human body. So the elements in our bodies were made in a star.
2: Jeez, oh man. It's true. Carl Sagan said it. And that is
1: why our eyes look like nebulae. And our fingerprints are like tree rings. Like it's all, we're all connected to everything. We
0: are the universe. We are the stars. We are the stars. Yep. We have to rewrite that song. (laughs) All of Uh us are going to take our theater knowledge and put together a new song for you and a dance probably as well.
1: (laughs) So that was my question. Rachel, what was your question this week?
2: Um I had a question that I think a lot of people it's not a jellyfish question but I think oh, it's something it. that we think about a lot especially as we age and that is right. why do we why? age why indeed why, why can't we just stay this way forever so the short answer is telomeres Uh, which those are stretches of DNA and proteins at the end of our chromosomes. Each time a cell divides, these stretches naturally get shorter. And once telomere Mm -hmm. length reaches a particular cutoff point, the cell becomes senescent, meaning that it can no longer divide and will subsequently die. Uh, And that's kind of why different
1: things die in your body before others like why we like lose our hearing as we age because all the cells Mm -hmm. in that area have died right Mm
2: -hmm. yes and there's also damage related theories which like the loss of hearing would be one or programmed theories and there's three programmed theories there's gene theory endocrine theory and immunological theory and the gene theory suggests that specific genes turn off and on over time causing aging which mm-hmm. is kind of similar to like the internship that i'm doing with worms right now where we're looking at certain mutations that ex- get expressed whenever they're put at a certain temperature oh hmm. so it's kind of like that where like we have genes throughout time that like will communicate with different cells and can turn off things or turn on them depending on the the signal that is being received by the body. Um, the endocrine okay. theory is the theory that aging is caused by changes in hormones, which are produced by the endocrine system. And then the immunological theory is also called the autoimmune theory, and this is the idea that the immune response is designed to decline, and the result is disease and aging. Hmm. But why, though? Yes, why? why is this Doesn't happening? Seem fair. Well, they talk more about genetic theory of aging and how we, telomeres that we just discussed, protect the ends of your chromosome as they multiply, and then over time as they shorten, it's associated with disease and aging. And telomere shortening is one well-known factor that leads to cells losing the ability to divide, like the senescent that we had talked about. The other one is stem cell theory, that stem cells can turn into other cells, which helps repair tissues, but the function of stem cells decline over time, mm. which they also think's contributing to aging.
1: Well, it's kind of like, do you guys remember the movie Multiplicity? Yes. yes. Of course. Where- the amount of times you like copy something or make a a, a copy of something that it like degenerates, which right. is why yeah. Steve Number Four was so dumb. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a dilution, essentially. Yeah. Or yes, diluted version. Some of the uh, theories also consider like aggregates, which like proteins are being built. This is sometimes what they. Uh, think is happening with like neurodegenerative diseases where like aggregates of like proteins are building up but there's nothing happening so it's just clogging essentially what would be like your cells being able to do their job yeah
1: interesting
2: the endocrine theory is actually really interesting um so this is saying that women are i'm going to say People who have more estrogen than Mm -hmm. people with testosterone have been found to have anti-inflammatory and immune-boosting effects, which protects those with higher estrogen levels from certain diseases. And in contrast, testosterone may suppress the immune system.
1: Is that why women live longer?
2: That is one of the theories is that ah. uh, because of the estrogen levels and it, they've also linked testosterone to like higher levels of like hypertension due to like stress management and anger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that could also play a huge factor in it. But I just thought it, it was really interesting that estrogen would have been like the one thing, especially because like. Anybody who has to deal with a monthly knows the stress of having an influx of estrogen hormones. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I guess it's not an influx but like the sensitivity to the estrogen hormone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that is I that was going to be my first question of like I it is just interesting that notoriously women have lived longer than men and I I wasn't sure the reason but it sounds like estrogen is kind of protecting us in a way.
2: Estrogen is doing it, who would have thought, but who would have known not I? me not, <laughs> not me over here. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the the last programmed theory is immunological theory, which is the immune system becomes less keen over time and loses the ability to decipher the difference between our cells and enemy cells, so immune yeah. cells may attack your own body in what is called autoimmunity, and as we age, cells begin attacking themselves,
0: okay,
2: yikes. I
0: don't enjoy that.
2: A lot of it is just like the cell's ability to like repair itself over a certain amount of time. And I think it really does just kind of boiled. And it's not that it's copies of copies of copies, but it is right. your body's cells constantly like pushing out DNA to RNA to back to whatever. Like, yeah, the, we they get get yeah. They get tired. They get tired. We're getting tired. Our bodies I are getting I get tired too. I get it.
0: Yeah. And the telomere
2: tired. thing is really interesting. Like, if there were a way to, like, continue to stretch out those telomeres instead of them, like, declining and getting shorter, like, would aging stop? Right. You
1: know, that would be an interesting thing to put in a vampire movie.
2: Oh, oh. yeah, it would. Cool. About, like, Whoa, how the,
1: the disease of vampirism has to do with the stretching of those and how and like a vampire can somehow stretch and stretch and stretch whereas like if you don't have that disease it stops. It has
0: something to do with really being cool. the undead like <laughs> your telomeres. We have to look at the telomeres.
2: There is a really great comic called Witch Doctor where they tackle vampires but vampires are a parasite. Oh. Interesting it it's 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 a good read if uh if you feel like giving it a quick read over but yes. the, i think it it's like the right first first or second issue it's uh the witch doctor basically like finding a vampire and he's like i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna cure you of this and it like the tongue is basically the parasite of the vampire and that's what's been like feeding on him
1: Interesting. Okay. I this isn't a good movie per se, but I thought that the idea behind it was really interesting. And if the if, if any vampire movie had something like this in it, I think it would be this one. But have you guys seen Daybreakers?
2: Yes. Have I seen it? I feel like <gasps> because you recommended Ethan it to me, Hawk yeah. Oh yes, yes, I have seen this. Yes. Yep.
1: In that movie, Ethan Hawk uh is oh, what's it called? Um uh when you work with blood, a hematologist? And basically vampires have become – have basically overpopulated the world and there's not enough human blood to continue to feed them. And what happens is because of like all this stuff you're talking about, like the different proteins that our cells create and DNA, like in a vampire it's accelerated and so they need the human blood to – Uh, sustain them and if they don't get it they basically turn into these like winged bat like creatures Mm -hmm. they like like their skins gets tight and stretchy and they like they basically turn into monsters and uh but yeah it's just really interesting that something like that that's a realistic way to look at vampirism yeah where as opposed to it's always been like sort of a mystical or almost like supernatural paranormal thing but it would be more interesting to me if it was a biological disease
2: yeah i agree agree. completely
0: i feel like we need to use this science to make a vampire
2: movie now (laughs) yes well 28 days later was kind of in a way that's true yeah yeah the rage virus yeah it was kind of
1: that same thing that same idea
0: You are correct. And it is a hematologist is a specialty in in blood. (laughs) Uh, I knew I
1: didn't make it up.
2: Just kidding. I I actually thought I made it up for you. I had to Google. I was like, (laughs) we got to know
0: this name. Yes.
2: There's just a few few other uh, theories that I was going to mention. One is the genome instability theory, which is aging happens because the body loses its ability to repair DNA damage. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, One is cross-lineage theory, which this theory claims that... Aging is due to the buildup of cross-linked proteins, which damages cells and slows biological functions. And then the last one is the rate of living theory. And this is an organism's rate of metabolism determines its lifespan. Oh, so When you think about it, mice have a higher metabolism than humans do. And so they live a little bit less longer than we do.
1: How long do mice live? So...
2: (laughs) The African pygmy mouse is two years, but the okay. P. duprasi is five to seven years. Wow, that's okay. that's actually a lot longer than I thought. That is so yeah. much longer than I would have thought. Wow. And a fly lives for like 48 hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, they don't I guess it depends on it. the organism. Cause yeah.
1: I, I bet it, it has so much to do with, like, for example, a jellyfish... You would think not to bring them up again. But you would <laughs> oh, think that they—you would think that they would have a long lifespan because of the simplicity of the organism. Sure. Like there's so little happening.
0: There's not much yeah. going on with that plastic there's, bag. Of yeah. The seed. There's
1: not. There's not a lot like us. Like we were talking about earlier, how it's like Jesus Christ. Like so much goes into one little tiny thing, part of so our body. Complicated. That you would think that, you know, maybe we wouldn't, we're not born to last.
2: Yeah. When I think about whales too, like bigger whales, like the metabolism is probably a little bit slower so that they can be in colder waters for longer periods of time. But then when, I also don't know if that's correct, if that would be a speedier metabolism because of the cold, but then they have all that whale fat.
0: I was going to say you'd think slower because of the fat and then the fat keeps you warm like that. It would it, it would adapt to that. And that's – the metabolism theory honestly like sticks with me the most just because I think of all the times people have said, you know, anytime you go to the doctor with certain things, they'll say, oh, well, if you metabolize this quickly, it won't mm-hmm. have – like, it'll have a quicker effect, but not a lasting effect. And that just almost makes me think of, mm. I don't know, that you would just be able, if you're metabolizing things quickly, that your body would just slowly be, like, wrinkling away and aging because <laughs> <Yeah>. everything's <laughs> happening so quickly. That's kind of how I hear it. I don't even know if that makes sense. That's just right. how I also, perceive it. Also, you
1: think about, like… When, when are we as human beings in the prime of our life? That is when our metabolism is working the fastest. Right. Yeah, that's, just, that's it, true. Yeah, that is true. Teenage years, early 20s. We yeah. are like unstoppable machines. Metabolism can, is on
0: your side. At yeah. That
1: age. So, I mean, your answer... Didn't get questioned, but it uh, didn't get questioned. Your question (laughs) didn't get answered, but it did. But it didn't because it's still one of those things where like no one actually knows.
2: Yeah, there's theories, but there's nothing. Yeah, there's no like concrete like this. This is why this is, and Mm. for treatment they suggest sunscreen along with nutritious diet and exercise five times a week. So of course.
1: So I like guess to... I'm dying young.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> want to treat your aging.
0: Remember how I talked about how my diet was that of a child? Like I'm eating Amploid all wrong things. I'm peace. not exercising enough, and also I do wear sunscreen, but like I don't know if I'm applying it correctly. I feel like my skin does some weird <laughs> things. I think I'm dying young, which is very unfortunate. But
2: that's uh, well, genes also I'm play out. a role in it. So you're, I mean, looking at Ultra. genetic history of your family, you could have a long happy life with just. minimal wrinkles well and again as we were
0: talking about with
2: females
0: women living longer my grandma turned a hundred years old this year so that does bode well for me
1: happy birthday to your grandma i know sweet lady But also, if I live to be 100, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ashley, thank you for saying
0: that. Because as much as I want to celebrate my grandma and say good for her, I literally turned to Alex the day that she turned 100. And I said, don't let this happen to me. Yeah. Like, if I am declining in my 70s or 80s, (laughs) you just let it happen. Just let it happen. (laughs) Don't seek treatment. (laughs) Just
2: go is she is she like independent or is she like oh no she is
0: not doing well so i say that there's like yeah there's the little caveat of she is in she's in a nursing home she requires full-time care and if i'm being completely honest i actually have talked about her on this podcast before it was one of the rare times i started crying on the podcast because we all thought she was going to die when she turned 98 the doctors were like yep Say your goodbyes. Yeah, this is yourselves. it. I brought Wilder to meet her. We had like, it, like I flew into town to introduce Wilder to her because it was this moment. And she has lived two years longer than they expected. She's <laughs> <laughs> living out of we, spite. Like, No, it's okay yeah. that you're laughing. Feel we laugh spite. too. Like every year when she has a new birthday, we all kind of go, oh my gosh. Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like, again, like she's not doing well, but like there's so many times we're like, well, well, this visit this will be it well all right say your goodbyes this will be it and she is hanging in there but part of me actually what we were saying is i'm like she doesn't have the mind power now to say like i'm done can we yeah we stop this we, so that makes me kind of can sad i get off because, this ride yeah, yeah. like <laughs> i don't i don't know that she is enjoying these years
1: I don't want to live that long. That's that too seems much to be pretty
0: our... universal. Yeah. Like nobody in my family, if you said that in front of any of my family members, no one would be like, hey, let grandma live. Like we all are sitting here <laughs> like, wow we Like, how is she a hundred? And she doesn't look happy. And it, yeah, it is it's one she of those complicated things. <laughs> but like, sweetie, I did get to see her in November, which was great. Because as I said, I thought I had said goodbye and it was lovely to see her again. But yeah, she she's 100 she doesn't super know what's going on anymore but no. there Call it is her up and,
1: and ask her if her cells are still doing okay yeah, yeah. i'll have
0: to check in on that They're like How how's your cells? metabolism is your
1: metabolism still <laughs> quick are your cells making new cells tell me everything um so let's go to lauren what was your question and did you get an answer My question was, Mm
0: -hmm. why are people able to remember music even when the rest of their memory fades away? And this is actually the perfect segue from what we were just talking about in getting older, like the things that you forget, what starts to go. I chose this question because I actually have an aunt who unfortunately has fallen victim to dementia and pretty severe dementia at this point. And my mom said... On one of her last visits to see her, even though she couldn't remember who anyone was, she wasn't able to even pick out her husband, her own children out of a photo. She mm-hmm. didn't really understand like what room she was in. It, that's how deep it's gotten. When the radio turned on and some good old classic rock songs from the seventies came on, she was able to sing every word and bop her head along to the beat. That's she was so smiling. Wild she was in her element and for just a couple of short minutes she was experiencing like this this joy and this familiarity which her brain had been searching for and it, i my mom told me that and i was like that is wild and i have to know what is happening
1: and also no. just like song lyrics just being even as a person who doesn't have memory problems the yes. fact that like you know you could go through years of schooling and barely retain anything but you could be like well i was about that
0: yeah. actually was a question i wanted to pose to you guys like what is that song uh, which there's probably multiple because as you said oh, yeah, bop is an million. example but like is there one that you ever kind of surprise yourself with where you're like i know every word to this toxic to- toxic toxic. <laughs> <or> toxic. <laughs> toxic don't say it so sadly that is a great <laughs> one to know
1: No, I talked about this actually on a This Week in Weird we did where someone had asked me, they brought up an Ashley Simpson um, album, which is called Biography? Uh, Autobiography? If you want Uh, my
2: auto, want my autobiography. (laughs) (laughs) Autobiography.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I can't. Sorry. Exactly. So someone had brought that up to me, and I was like, I've never heard that. I've never heard any Ashley Simpson song. And they were like, oh, you probably know this song. And I went, and I knew every word of every yep. song on that album. So and that I didn't even a remember knowing example. that album. Did you watch her show by any chance? Oh,
2: oh gosh, of course. You know I did. <laughs> Because, I that mean, was, was it reality, reality TV? TV? Was first trash? Entered my trash? Yeah. It was absolutely yes. trash. She didn't even know how to sweep. She didn't even know how to sweep. No. Listen, Girl, who, who does? does? Shit? Who, no. Yeah, good point. Who does? I mean,
0: that is a perfect example of what we are talking about, though. That's exactly what I wanted to know. Those times where you're like, I didn't even know. I didn't even I knew know that this. was in there. That happened to me the other day. That's the reason I brought it up is one of my friends was playing Usher in the car. And I remember her saying like, I'm so sorry. Like, I really love Usher. Like he just he reminds me of high school. And I was like, yeah, I know a good amount of Usher, but I don't know if I was ever like a fan. She turned on the song, You Got It Bad, and I knew every word when you're on the phone to the point where I knew, like, all of his runs. Like, I didn't – it wasn't just the lyrics. I was like, oh, oh, no. Like, I was going (laughs) to town, and my friend was even like, you said you didn't like Usher, and I was like, when (laughs) did I retain this information? (laughs) So that's why I jumped into this. I have lots of questions. But let's start – At the beginning with our brains, we possess a remarkable ability to make, store, and retrieve memories of many things, but very specifically of music, even when we are not aware of doing so. Very common, as we just said. You're going to hear a catchy song, and even if you only heard it once, the second time you hear it, you might be able to spit out a few lyrics or like some of the beat, because if it's catchy, it sticks with you. And then when you hear it several times, you're going to know it by heart, wish you didn't know it. All of those. That's why jingles are important for commercials, because you will remember the brand, remember the people, you'll think about it. Um, It takes so much effort to learn information from a textbook. Ashley, you kind of said that. Like, what What did I learn in school? I'm not sure, yeah, but I know this Ashley Simpson song. <laughs> um <laughs> Like, even, but even the day-to-day events, it's like you... Some things will slip out of your memory if they didn't make enough of an impression, but you will still remember some songs. So it's just this kind of fashion. What? Who? It's this fascinating thing. It's fashion. (laughs) It's fashion. Fashion, babe. Musical memories stick with you. They are very well preserved in your brain and even more so with people with amnesia. So this kind of dives into all of that. And I started to look into this book called Musicophilia, which is by um, Dr. Oliver Sachs, a neurologist. He tells the story of a musician and musicologist, which an expert who studies music named Clive Waring, who after suffering a horrible brain infection called herpes encephalitis, was unable to retain a memory of anything more than a blink it completely attacked his brain. Like nothing more than a split second could stick with him. But um, so Waring was also unable to remember almost his entire past. He could not recall anything, nothing short memory, long-term memory, but he could play pieces of music on the piano from memory and mouth the melodies while conducting an entire choir.
1: Wow. Oh my God.
0: They put him in front of a choir And he was still able to get through the entire concert because music is the one thing he remembered, like beat by beat, word for word, every part of it. So the case of Mr. Waring is a more famous one for researchers who are into this and different neurologists who have studied his case. But it's actually not unique. And even non-musicians with severe amnesia will also show that music sticks with them. So what is going on? First of all, long-term memories in our brain enable to retrieve these memories that we have. Multiple regions of the brain have to work together to form a coordinated network that then transmits information from one brain region to another. Mm. As we talked about before, different parts of the brain have to communicate and Like there's different parts that have their different talents and their strengths. So for instance, when you remember something that you saw earlier in the day or even earlier in the week, you're using your occipital lobe to bring it back to you. What you saw involved vision. When you remember something you thought about earlier or wonder about something that happened and maybe it could have happened differently, you're starting to do a little bit of reasoning, critical thinking. This is happening in your frontal lobe, which is important for thinking and reasoning. When you remember other moments in time as your past or even trying to imagine and think about your future, you're using a lot of brain regions, including both the temporal and frontal lobes. And all of these different representations are put together in a specific region of the brain called the hippocampus, which is in the temporal lobes, and that is forming memory. So Clive Waring, this musician, His brain infection destroyed his hippocampus and other nearby brain regions, which is why he had the amnesia memory area totally destroyed. But by studying the cases of Mr. Waring and other individuals with amnesia, we can conclude the hippocampus is, you know, why we have our long-term memories, but what is still operating then? Because we would imagine that music would be pulled from this. Yeah. And before I get into it fully, another condition that causes damage to the hippocampus and nearby regions is of the temporal lobe is dementia. Mm-hmm. Amnesia is like just the loss of memory, but dementia is a syndrome that affects a person's memory, thinking, ability to interact with other Funcal. people, and a, yeah, ability to take care of yourself. And individuals with dementia, their cognitive abilities just really decline. It's usually slowly, but it's it just goes downhill there's really no way up and begin it begins with mild amnesia where it's just oh i'm starting to forget things like it happened a couple of weeks ago and eventually gets to the point of i'm forgetting my entire past and existence which it it's so sad it's horrible and again my aunt is going through it i'm sure lots of people have family members experiencing it i'm so sorry if you do it it truly is horrible but the brain just keeps showing more and more damage throughout the network of temporal, frontal, and other regions. And some of these portions involve how you even think about yourself. And that's when you lose the ability to care for oh, yourself. Yeah. But it's like it just all goes away of like, I don't even know how to like go to the bathroom, relieve myself, that's do so any of this. But-
1: it's terrifying. And that that actually kind of – makes more sense now of why it is a gradual thing and why right. some people can hang on to the functions of like taking care of yourself longer even when they don't remember people or who they are and yes, then eventually they, that goes to they know
0: how to do basic things yeah. yes because it's kind of like the memory and the loved ones those things are going first you're exactly right It's even, I think I said this on one of our near-death episodes, it's like when you imagine a hallway where the lights are slowly turning off one by one until every light in the hallway like getting closer to you is turned off. That's kind of how it is in the brain. Gradually, each region is being attacked. And in patients with dementia, despite the profound memory loss and even a loss of the knowledge of who they are... Individuals with dementia can show a remarkable memory of music. As I just said with my aunt, like doesn't even know where she is, but still knows the words to all of her favorite songs. So again, I just wanted to kind of talk about what was happening in the brain, but then you have to dive into, well, then what is happening with music? So in an experiment to find out where these musical memories are being stored, researchers recorded the brain responses of 32 healthy young adults first. As they listened to carefully pre-selected snippets of songs, um, it was a variety of well-known, recently known, and then completely unknown pieces of music. Mm. The well-known pieces were selected from songs that were in the top 10 between 1977 and 2007. So like
1: wide range. Wide range, of yeah. like, oh,
0: you're gonna know these. Like you're gonna know the thong song,
1: okay? Yes. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, you'd know the top hits and there were some nursery rhymes, some classic oldies, all of it thrown in. And then the unknown songs were selected by looking at people's listening habits and choices on like Amazon Music and Pandora. They were just trying to like hit songs they probably hadn't heard and then an hour before the participants' brains were scanned for the study they heard half of the songs in the unknown group twice so that these songs could make up the middle ground of at least recently known where if they heard it twice you have a little bit of knowing oh okay i liked that that they kind of did Yeah made that's the free a good groups. idea so the researchers observed that two specific brain regions called the ventral presupplementary motor area and the caudal interior cingulate gyrus. Sure. Say those. That's a mouthful. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. I was like, I, yeah, I've heard of it. Sure, of course. Nope. Yeah, we all know what that is.
0: <laughs> These two brain regions were significantly more active when participants heard the well-known songs compared to even the recently known or unknown. Those were just a totally different thing. And additionally, a computer throughout this study was able to accurately predict whether a particular song was well-known, recently known, or unknown. So it was scanning the brain in such an advanced way that it was finding those zones. And when it was a well-known song, like, hello, I know every word, I've listened to this since birth, that area was lighting up so much more. And they were able to say, like, okay, this was well-known. So after this study, they finally were able to say there is a musical memory area, an MMA Not just a fighter, also an area (laughs) of the brain. (laughs) MMA. It enables us to remember our favorite songs. And the MMA is completely separate from the hippocampus and the temporal lobe that we know are necessary for our long-term memory function. So as much as you think memorizing a song would fall in with all of your normal memories, it does have its own region. So it was identified back in... I guess this was kind of over a few years, but earlier in the 2000s, they were able to identify, we have an MMA, but then they wanted to look at what happens in the brains of people with Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's is the most common form of dementia. And those who suffer from Alzheimer's start to lose their memories of who they are, where they've been, what they've done. And then as we talked about in the later, later stages, they begin to lose their ability to speak, do everyday tasks, plan, solve problems, and even interact with other people so it's it progresses beyond amnesia. It impacts feelings and knowledge about who they are, what is existence, and then every aspect of their lives. So you have to look at Alzheimer's first and say, "What is that? It is shrinkage of the brain, and the brain it's because the brain cells are dying as we were talking about cells dying in your right. life. The brain starts to shrink. Also an increase in sticky buildup of plaque that causes the brain cells to die even faster. And then also a reduced amount of glucose, um, meaning that the brain is not consuming enough sugar to function properly. The sugar isn't getting sent up to the brain in the way it should. So that is what doctors look for when they're trying to diagnose Alzheimer's. And to look for brain regions that have shrunk, doctors would use an MRI, as we've talked a lot about, to scan the brain. And then to look for sticky buildup and the plaques and the sugar uptake, doctors would use a PET scan. So those are the two ways to diagnose and see what's happening in the brain. So we looked at MMA in the healthy young adults just to see, like, what is happening. Yeah. then... Researchers moved on from that and took the MRIs and PET scans of 20 individuals with Alzheimer's who did not have any musical training. So we have to start from scratch and say, like, so no one can use the excuse of like, well, if you are like that good of a musician, like if you're a prodigy, of course, yes, you're going to have that. So they were like, no musical training they found that the MMA showed some of the lowest amounts of shrinkage, and it was still getting enough sugar to proper to hmm. properly function. Wow. And the temporal lobes and the network of brain regions with long-term memory, all of those connecting factors and even the self-knowledge regions were not lucky at all. They had shrunk a ton, no sugar, no, like, so much sticky buildup, all of it. So these regions were not doing any of the things they were supposed to, but then the MMA was really functioning strong and still had the most activity of anything. So the MMA does get sticky buildup. That's what was found, is the plaque kind of attacks everything, but that is step one of the, like, degeneration of the brain. So it was like the sticky buildup was happening, but no shrinkage. And still had decent sugar uptake. So it was like, it was just the plaques existed and it was still able to function enough to bring you song lyrics, even if you couldn't remember your own name, which is
1: Wild. Absolutely wild. And you know, it actually makes me think because I've always thought about music and how powerful music is, mm-hmm. you yes. know, like uh, the difference in listening to a song in your car and then going to a concert and listening to yeah. it with uh, thousands of people. Yes. And also, mm-hmm. you know, I even after I stopped believing in God and 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 being a religious person I still participated in a youth group because Mm -hmm. I liked doing youth group things I liked you know building houses for people who needed houses and shit like that yeah and I remember one year we went to um uh we went on something and and we had to go to this like convention and even though I was not religious I did not believe in God the power of all those people singing these religious songs together was intoxicating
0: Yeah, it does something powerful.
1: It does something so powerful. And I always thought maybe it was music. But now what I'm thinking is that it's actually just something in our brain that responds to music.
2: Maybe. Yeah. In a a
1: totally different
0: way. Yeah. It's like now we know. Through science, through biology, through everybody. The, the MMA is a totally different part of the brain of how we are receiving information. And wow. it, it it is the last region in people who are experiencing memory loss to shut down. It is degenerating the slowest. It is taking its sweet time. So when everything else is closing around you, you're going to still remember your favorite songs. Even though the rest of your brain is destroyed, which is just wild, wild, like it's yeah. it's insane. So, yeah, like there's there's many studies on this, but that book that I referenced earlier, Doctor Oliver Sacks, the neurologist, the author the author of Musicophilia, he was able to witness so much of this, especially with that man who was able to conduct an entire choir, which is wild, and play the piano. He witnessed throughout the whole study of even other people was these mute. Isolated, extremely confused individuals would hear music and react with joy, recognize it as familiar and light up because they finally found something they could grasp onto. Oh. And they would start to sing, even and hit like perfect pitch. That part is also wild. And that even goes with what I talked about <laughs> last week of like they still had their perfect pitch, yeah. they could hit every note. And whether they were musical or not, you just knew the notes and it helps you to bond with others, which again, kind of awakens this other part of your brain that was asleep where you didn't even know how to socialize or connect with another person, but then the music connected you. And my, I loved that because that brought me back to my mom when she went to see her sister, which is so difficult to see her when she doesn't remember her. But I think when the music came on and they were groove to the 70s and 80s hits together it was yeah. like it brought back that sister moment where they got to sing songs together and make eye contact that felt more meaningful and yeah I just felt like my mom was like oh yeah I saw my sister again in that moment dancing to the music which I think is so special and as Ashley so said special. it just shows that music sort of has a magical power I know it we really just explained does. it scientifically that it's a different region of the brain but even connecting it back to the baby and toddler parent and me classes that i do like i sometimes have some kids that come in who are on the spectrum and the music helps them so much like to the point that the parents come up to me after and are like i'm so
1: (laughs) ashley's burp
0: (laughs) it's not ashley or rachel (laughs) what
2: that burp i didn't even hear it i didn't burp but i
1: did take a drink of my water
2: Oh, maybe it was oh, the that sounded ice. Like a is belch. there ice in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's ice in it. Uh, maybe it <laughs> Oops, was. that sorry. it sounded like a belch. I was like, that was one of the most wild. Okay, if it was ice clinking, that's better.
1: Like right as you're telling this like beautiful story, and I'm just like, like
0: Jesus Christ. Which I was proud of the burp, but the moment was special. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So these children come in who fall on the spectrum and I've had parents come up to me with tears in their eyes saying like my child hasn't spoken hasn't make hasn't made eye contact with anyone other than my husband and myself in months and He came to your class and he reacted to you because you were playing an instrument and you were singing. And when we got home that night, he sang the song that you sang that day. And it was like he was holding on to memory that we Mm. didn't even know he was capable of holding on to. And it's like those moments I always tell Alex are the reasons that I still do what I do because it's a frustrating career having to work so closely with parents, especially new parents who are tired and have a newborn and all of that that goes into it you get frustrated stressed parents and sometimes you're at the receiving end of some screaming but those days when someone would come in and say music changed my child's life for the better and made all of the difference I yeah. was like that's why I do what I do so that was just my long rant on well
1: and also musical. I mean that makes so much sense when it comes to if you think of all humankind like all of human history and not just history but all regions you think of like uh untouched tribes in the amazon yeah they sing Mm-hmm. they sing and there's a reason we sing it's an important part of us for some reason. Now, yeah. maybe we don't know exactly what that reason is yet. Sure. <laughs> yes. But it's so very obviously crazy important to our well-being. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And our community and like our sense of our sense of self and our sense of togetherness.
0: Yes. I was going to say it also just brings people together. It's so cool.
1: Yeah. Um, before we go, Rachel, do you yes. have a woo-woo story for us? Um, I've got a couple, but
2: I'll uh, we'll just your we'll favorite. go with the first one. Oh, okay. Man. <laughs> do you want the UFO meditation one? Yes. Yes. yes obviously. Yes. 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 Y-E-S. <laughs> okay. Um. So there was a a group that we worked with. I won't say like where I work or anything like that. Um. But there is a meditation that you can do that will quote unquote manifest the Star Family.
1: And is this CE5 events or is it something different?
2: CE5, but they called it CE6 because it basically was kind of a direct ripoff from Stephen Greer's meditation. Right.
1: Yeah, with a couple, couple of your own tweaks.
2: couple couple different <laughs> tweaks, Um, miscategorizing what, because CE6, my understanding, is um, mutilation. Like, that's mm-hmm. when the cow mutilation comes into play. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Th- that's what somebody had written, and I don't actually know that right, if that's true. Um, but there was a, a collective group, and they were called the Harmonic Convergence okay. of 2020. And their website was THC
1: 2020. <laughs> I actually remember this. Go on. <laughs>
2: yes. uh, I, think cause I, I think I said it to you in Instagram. You did. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But the guy who founded it said that he spent 13 days with an alien whose name was Tejbar. And Tejbar told him that he needed to perform this meditation and get a group of people together in order to kind of, like, create this pulse, as it were. A pulse of people collectively meditating all at once from around the world at different Mm -hmm. times. So you find out that not only – so Tejbar and him hang out. But then, Tejbar isn't just anybody. Tejbar is him, from the future, oh, no. in his oh. astral form. Oh, can wh- you wh- imagine? What? What? what the day it was a ten day event, and the morning that his meditation started, Tejbar came to him and said, "Instead of twenty minutes, we're going to make this twenty two minutes." So, it turned into a 22-minute meditation, and the way that it works is that you breathe in, and then when you breathe out, you go, (laughs) and you do that for 22 minutes, and that is supposed to manifest our star family into the sky. Oh. Oh, And okay. you should All right. you should be able to see uh, well. starships. Okay, oh. did it work? Did it happen for anyone? People submitted some photos. They said that they saw some stuff in the sky. Okay, I, I believe they believe they saw something. I here's personally... the thing: if I go outside <laughs> at night,
1: I just moved here. Okay, and I don't need my neighbors to see me out there going.
0: You've already named your neighborhood geese. You gotta chill out on the things you're doing. I do. I adorable. can't.
1: I can't be that person.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow.
1: What a what an amazing journey. What a journey. Uh,
2: there's there's so much I left out, but I that's that's oh, the sure. gist. We're gonna of it. I
0: feel like you're gonna have to write an article for our newsletter where you just
2: include <laughs> yeah, all of these remote stories. Yeah, like it. over time, we're just gonna drop them in. We well,
1: have time just... for another one. Tell me another woo woo. Oh. Let's go.
2: Oh, oh my God! There's so much woo woo. Um, okay, so like recently, there is a doctor who we've been doing meditations with, and I can't even begin to like describe what the meditations are like because it's all in Mandarin. Mm. Okay, um, but apparently he does financial blessings, and so like the recent text and phone calls have been like divine order. Oh. <gasps> that's like
0: the person who's transcribing is like oh my so it's been a lot of like
2: divine order and we've got financial blessings coming and we have to continue to share the financial blessings and one way we can do this is through nft calligraphy oh yeah yeah so I guess Ooh. the woo, the woo got sucked into the woo. So woo. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to no say, I was all for this woo woo <laughs> and was about to say,
0: how do I get a session? Because finances, I need the help, but the NFT.
2: Yeah,
1: and then they're like, sell NFTs. There's, there's your financial you, freedom. freedom. If you I'm
2: purchase, lost. if you purchase the calligraphy NFT, you can, that's how you get your financial blessing. Oh, well, of course. Now I see you what's know, happening. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's okay. how the blessing comes to that's you. How the Blessing and works. If you
1: want this blessing, you need to like and repost this. Oh, yeah. First of all, <laughs>
0: forward so this, this to 10 of your notes. friends. That's how it yeah. started with us. This is a chain we email. <laughs> chain email, and now it's Facebook and Instagram, and now it's buy an NFT. That's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it goes. I, I will say there is one group that's doing a, like. Research on collective consciousness, and they do a pulse, like, every first Saturday, I think, of the month. Great. But they have devices, like heart monitors, that, like, people who are pulsing will connect to, and you can actually see, like, the uptick And – I'm sure it's because of, like, the monitoring, but it's kind of cool right. to see, yeah. like – how a collective consciousness can come together and kind of That's create my sure.
1: favorite yes. shit. So yes. if you can send me a link for that, I would oh yeah, absolutely. It. So <laughs> send it
2: to keep it weird, please. It's it's free to do too. So oh, I'll send love it your way.
1: More. We'll post that in our Facebook group for anyone who wants to. uh, I just like, you know, they have random number generators, and I I check in with those every once in a while because sometimes – Sometimes they stop being random. And it's just interesting to see, like, if there was something going on collectively in the world that would cause it, whether that was, you know, a solar flare or a terrorist attack or the Oscars or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of interesting that, you know, sometimes when enough people are experiencing the same thing, weird shit starts to happen. Yep. Yes. Yes.
0: The collective consciousness will cause anyway, something. Else. Well,
2: it's so natural too. There's like a like primal instinct to it because you see it in nature where it's like that collective mm-hmm. quietness when a predator is nearby, where yeah, everybody right. is instinctively,
1: or even things, yeah, like swarms of bees and swarms yeah. of birds, where it, it's not just oh watch and do what the person in front of you is doing they're actually moving as a unit right. somehow yeah.
0: mm-hmm. it's true
1: so why can't we have can't that we ability to well that is all the time we have this week for keep it weird rachel thank you so 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 much for joining thank us this you. has been such uh, a long time coming thank and
2: i'm you, thank so you, thank you, thank you, happy
1: we finally got to have you on oh it's such
2: a pleasure oh thank you for having me this was so much fun
1: we will absolutely be tagging Rachel in our Instagram post, but you can follow her on Instagram at caffeinated underscore with underscore heartburn, and on her TikTok at caffeinated heartburn, where she shines bright like a diamond. Yes, <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Your TikTok is my favorite uh, yes. one that I follow. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. It's so fun. <laughs> and you guys can and should follow us on social media at Keep It Weird Cast across all platforms. And also, just a plug for our Patreon this month in our bonus episode with Amy, I'm going to be talking about some more biology, and I'm going to be covering things like why women have a hymen, and also a case of a guy who had a smelly finger for years, and it's going to be a really weird treat. Okay. Is it a treat? (laughs) Those two things are not related, by the way. Shut up. Unrelated. Unrelated. Unrelated stories. It took me a minute to understand what <laughs> they would be, not well. <laughs> if you're interested in getting two or three bonus episodes of Keep It Weird every single month, along with discounts on merch and a newsletter full of more weird stories, head to www.patreon.com slash Podcast and donate to our show. And you can also head to www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch if you want to grab yourself a t-shirt, tank top, hoodie, blanket, tote bag, or whatever your weird little heart desires. Rachel. Yes. What's our sign off today?
2: Don't stick it where it shouldn't go.
1: <laughs> you know
2: what? Honestly.
1: <laughs> words That's good. Words to li- seriously, words to live by. Do not stick it where it shouldn't go.
2: That's right. Those Q-tips, you shouldn't they shouldn't go in your ear.
1: Oh yes! This Q-tips goes shouldn't back. go in your ear. This goes back Fingers to part
2: one. Fingers in shouldn't go in an
0: outlet. Don't get a smelly finger. Don't stick it. Don't, Don't it. stick <laughs> it where it shouldn't go.
1: <laughs> and always keep it
2: weird.
1: I dropped my phone. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. I,
0: um... I just heard clicking and the most faraway voice. She's
1: back. Yeah. I dropped my phone. You so... were too excited about <laughs> Ethan Hawke. It's yeah. I got really excited. This is what happens when I talk about Ethan Hawke. I throw shit across the room because I, get I just I get can't it. contain myself. Um, but in that movie, sorry. In that movie. <laughs>